Let there be a simple check. How's the heart doing now? And it's not about fixing something. Instead, it's a recognition that a kind, a compassionate attitude feels right, it's wholesome. So how's the heart doing? I care about the way it is, the way the sensations are appearing now in the body. I care about the tone, the attitude in the mind. I care about the way it is. Care enough to show up. Care enough to relax and open. Acknowledging that it's like this now, this experience of the mind and body, the activity of the mind and body, it's like this now. And we can make it a practice to check in from time to time creatively finding the way back to this wholesome attitude of compassion, which supports the continuity of awareness. Caring enough to be present, to open to what's arising in the mind and body, to acknowledge it, It's this being known now. And to sense and to it the healing quality of beginning again in this kind and authentic connection with what's here and now, the activity of the body and mind. And remember, there's nothing we need to fix or change here in the body and mind, because the first step is always this kind acknowledgement that it's like this now. And the clarity of how to respond, how to be in the moment comes from this beginning again, this willingness to open, to realize that this experience is being known. It's already here. 
It's already, in a sense, touching the heart. So the mind understands, of course, of course, sometimes it's like this in the body, or sometimes it's like this in the mind, of course, given the many causes and conditions that come and go. In feeling, noticing this wholesome resolve for a greater and greater continuity of awareness. The persistence doesn't come from any kind of striving It comes from a more wholesome intention of caring. Caring about this life enough to not forget how it is. And then in this way, the whole practice throughout the day starts to take on this tone of compassion as the real strength, the real steadiness of compassion and kindness with moments of appreciation and wholesome sense of humor about the impersonal activity of the mind and body and then the world around us coming and going as it does. All of it belongs, all of it is lawful. Some of it is quite moving and beautiful. Some of it breaks our heart as we see the unnecessary suffering in us and around us. But the strength of compassion and wisdom that is being uncovered, it knows how to stay close, knows how to trust, knows how to relax.
and during the sit this morning. When appropriate, just ask, what's here already asking for attention, not being acknowledged yet? And in particular, what feeling, what underlined feeling tone is here? that the heart, the mind can open to acknowledge, oh, this feeling is being felt here. And it's okay to be open to know that this feeling is here. And remember often subtle is more relevant, more interesting ultimately than what's more gross or obvious. Oh, it feels like this in the heart, in the body. Or can this be okay that it's like this now, that this feeling is being known? So let's continue in silence.
We'll begin with this question that somebody left for us. Finding open awareness and focus on objects continuously takes a lot of energy. Can you talk more about relaxing into awareness? My habits of zoning out, etc., did not did allow my mind to rest. Well, for sure, the idea that um, we need continuous awareness, that idea, or any idea that uh, reinforces a sense that I have to do something, that idea is oppressive in our minds. I'm sure we've noticed that. Any kind of sense of needing to be perfect or needing to be better or needing to get rid of some bad habits And uh, the difficult but liberating part of the practice is when we remember we're only responsible for this moment, right? Because as soon as it's more than this moment, then then the mind is oppressed by its idea about the practice and the idea about me having a practice, me wanting to be free, but sensation and thought and sound, they arise in just a moment. And then we're responsible for realizing it's like this in just that moment. Now all of this can also be oppressive, like just what I just said, and then thinking. (laughs) It's such an important thing that uh, we learn the actual movement of beginning again, which is in a way to forget everything and to realize that the mind has this capacity to open and meet the activity of the mind and body as it is. And in that simplicity of being aware, it's like this now, there's a I mean, it may be subtle, but there's a little flavor of how simple it can be. And even if the mind then, the conditioned mind, the thinking mind begins to imagine, oh, I got to do this all day long, or what am I not seeing, or some thought like that, of course, the trick in practice is to recognize that that's just a thought. And if there's a charge, like an ancient habit of feeling I have to get somewhere or wanting to be seen as successful, then we want to, that was that underlying feeling tone that I mentioned in the guided meditation. So to start to get interested in these ancient personality patterns that drive a lot of the more superficial ways that the mind relates, just a subtle sense of being uneasy or anxious or a subtle, for me, it's the subtle tone of fear is a, and it's slightly different for each person. A slight, it could be a subtle feeling of not having enough. There won't be anything left. I need to get it, hold it because it could all be gone. So there's these patterns of uneasiness underneath, generally a little kind of a wormy but relatively pervasive feeling. And 
it's often behind like when we're not finding a stability of awareness or continuity of awareness, then to ask that question, well, what else is here that can be known? Is there a, what's the feeling? How's the heart feeling now? What's the underlying feeling tone? Pleasant, unpleasant, what's asking for attention? And remembering it's only what's here. We don't need to open to what's not already here. And the mind, the nature of awareness is to meet whatever objects are here. So we don't even, there is nobody who needs to generate that awareness that's gonna know it's like this now. So the more we reflect on the practice and realize that it's more about remembering this dynamic of experience being known, remembering to recognize that, we'll get a little flavor of how simple it is. Because then the mind understands the effort is more about remembering than it is about doing. Other questions people have this morning about the practice? It's a good sign, I think. <laughs> you might want to uh, take part in a refresher for those who have already heard the walking meditation instructions, but perhaps a few of you weren't able to be there when Tara gave the instructions earlier in the retreat. So if you'd like just to refresh uh, the um, understanding of walking meditation. You can stay after this uh, Q&A session and Tara will meet with anybody who stays and just renew our understanding of how to use that time. Oh, sorry, I, I missed you. Yeah, and it's actually when we don't realize the pleasantness, when we don't meet it in a wholesome way, then uh, just because of the way the mind's conditioned, attachment will, will arise unconsciously. We won't necessarily know we're attached or we're holding. So when wholesome experience, pleasant experience shows up, like calmness or the mind delighting in the view, you know, you see the clouds or you see the sunshine. And then there's a, a very natural conditioned response to see that as pleasant. And so we can, if the mind is able, willing to remember, oh, it's like this, then it can relate in a wholesome way to the pleasantness. It can appreciate it. This is pleasant. It's really nice. It's pleasant, right? So that gratitude, that appreciation is because the mind is aware, wisdom is aware that it's like this, 
then it won't slide into attachment or some reflexive wanting it to last, wanting to tell somebody about it. And generally when we notice that gripping or wanting to proliferate around the pleasantness, it's, it's funny, it's because we haven't allowed the mind to appreciate it, to be touched by the pleasantness of it. It doesn't mean we're confused. We, on, on some level, the mind understands this has arisen conditionally, it will pass away, but it's really nice. In fact, it even, in a funny way, makes it more beautiful knowing that it's not gonna last, that it's ephemeral, but still beautiful and wholesome And of course, um, many of us, especially those of us who have more of an aversive tendency in our personalities, we get pretty good at immediately recognizing what is unwholesome, unpleasant. And, uh, you know, and it takes time and we learn to soften that awareness of what's unpleasant and be accepting of it. But we may not be as fluent as notice in noticing what's wholesome and pleasant that arises also. I mean, for example, for most of us, just in a moment recognizing that we're in this room together like this can be experienced as a sort of wholesome, even if you're feeling impatient about you know, getting on with your day or whatever it is, just the recognition that you're here together, that you probably to some degree feel safe right now. Doesn't mean the, the community's perfect or perfectly safe, but that we can bring that view into mind, but we tend not to notice it. Or the care that all of you who have yogi jobs and all the staff, the care that goes into the room, like the thoughtfulness of how it all is. Even something as simple as that can be appreciated. Or that IMS is put out head nets for fly season. <laughs> Deborah pointed out that there are a number of notes about the flies coming, or somebody did. And uh, so just to, you know, when you walk through the coat room, you'll notice on the shelves to your left that there's some head nets there in case you wanna do walking practice and you don't wanna use the uh, natural um, insect repellent. There's also some of that on the top of the, those uh, shoe racks or um, shelves to the left that you can use. And remember, if you do use that insect repellent to rinse it off, you know, just wherever you put it, go to the bathroom when you come back in so that people who are uh, really sensitive to scents will be okay. Yeah, over here. Um, it arises and then when it arises, if the mind is able to acknowledge what, like when mindfulness shows up, we've been lost in thought and then there's mindfulness and then we can train the mind to acknowledge the mindfulness and, and in a sense appreciate that it's a refuge, that it's wholesome that what it sets in motion is skillful, is releasing, right? 
that recognition of the wholesomeness of mindfulness is what increases the probability of it arising and it continuing, you know, into the next moment, to the next moment. And then, in a way, planting seeds that even when the mind is not mindful, for it to reemerge in the mind, in the mind stream. So, generally, if you want um, wholesome qualities to arise more often and to be more continuous when they do arise, then it's a little bit what I was saying in response to your comment, to recognize the wholesomeness of those wholesome qualities, which means the mind, wisdom in the mind is comprehending that this quality is, leads in, in the direction of release and opening and skillful responding in life, in the world, right? So it somehow not, it's not so much about thinking, although the thinking might come later, it's, it's really a more direct and immediate comprehension. It's like in Buddhism we talk about karma, about what's getting set in motion, what seeds are being planted. And the mind can directly sense or intuit What's getting set in motion is skillful, is releasing, is opening, is liberating. Even with something seemingly ordinary like being aware, right? And so we're learning to see it as a refuge and that appreciation of it as a refuge, each time we really authentically appreciate its wholesomeness, it gets a little bit more established in the mind stream as the newer the new big habit in town, right? It just becomes more the nature of the mind, the conditioned nature of the mind to be mindful. Yeah. Maybe time for one more? Yes, please. Can I ask, like, with, like, unwholesome thoughts, like, that you recognize or self-sabotaging, like, when they come into the mind, can you just address again, like, because, again, it's like, that's a thought. You don't want to meet it with aversion to push it away, but you also don't want it to linger. Right. So she's asking about an unwholesome thought that arises in the mind and that you don't want it to linger, but it was the question about you know how you relate to that unwholesome thought. And the first, this is, I talked a little bit last night about this move where we have to receive. So if an unwholesome thought, an unwholesome emotional pattern arises, have got, has gotten triggered, arises, is being expressed in the mind and body, and then there's a knowing of it. So part of what that wisdom awareness does in that moment, it, and this is the hard part, it allows, in a sense, the heart to be touched. Because if it's truly an unwholesome pattern, greed, anger, something like that, then there's going to be a crunch, right? There's going to be the unpleasant crunch of dukkha. That's, by definition, that's what unwholesome experience is. It hurts. Like I said last night, ill will hurts. So there's a crunch. And so to really know what to do skillfully with that unwholesome thought, the first step is that receptive, real acknowledgement. It's like this, this crunch, this experience is being known. And in a way, even though that there's a sense of exposure, it's also liberating because at least the mind in that moment isn't taking the path of delusion, like not wanting it to be that way, or thinking that it's somehow skillful to not feel what's being felt, 
because it's stressful to remain unaware of what's here, right? To sort of whip up some idea. Like even an idea, it isn't fair that I'm feeling what I'm feeling. It's like that idea is a deflection from that more direct, immediate acknowledgement. Oh, it hurts like this now. It's this unpleasant feeling being known. And then instead of having a strategy for what we're going to do with the unwholesome thought or that's repeating, it's interesting how the more we're willing to be touched and to do that first thing, then the teachings we have heard, the experiences in the past we have had with similar difficult experience, that information, that um, sort of wisdom from the past tends to show up in the mind right in the right moment to initiate, to be part of a skillful response, whatever it might be. It might be sort of a bringing in uh, attitude of compassion. It might be that sort of wisdom that understands it's just this thought being known, right? It might be, uh, you know, especially if it's been repeating many times, that what the mind needs is some refreshment. So it might be the attention opening to something neutral, like hearing. And, and on purpose, even though the difficult thought may be what's predominant, and in a way the attention wants to go back to it, but wisdom is saying, let's take a break, and let's open and feel the whole body, or let's open to the experience of hearing. And maybe even, if necessary, opening the eyes, and seeing, hearing, taking in a bigger picture of the present moment, just to realize, because that's, that's an important wisdom move too, like here's there's something very seductive and difficult, and wisdom is saying there's something very difficult and seductive, and I don't have to pay attention to it. And it's in a way saying it isn't as personal as it appears to be. And I'll prove it by knowing it, here, it sounds like, you know, the sounds are like this now, seeing is like this now. Yeah, thanks for the questions, everyone. And a big appreciation for people responding um, to our announcement about sense. A number of you went into the office and we think we've taken care of the problem. So it's really beautiful to see how we're all taking care of each other on retreat. And then just in general, the steadiness and quiet in the hall and around the retreat center, it's, it's really... Uh, strong sense of people being settled and really in that wise and kind space that's so mutually supporting. So I just want to acknowledge how beautiful it is to be part of the retreat. So wishing everyone a good day of practice and remember you can stay if you'd like to get some refreshment with your practice of walking. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.